Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, go to PCAPaintEd.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all you non-members out there, sign up for our free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the Apple Store and Google Play. In today's podcast, we feature audio from Brothers of the Brush with Chris Kerfoot. In this episode, Chris chats with the wonderfully talented wizard of faux and fine finish that is Kate Whitson, one half of the husband and wife duo of Carte Blanche, also well known for her paint in producing the renowned Whitson's Primer. This episode is sponsored by Bear Pro and PPG. Welcome to this episode of the Brothers of the Brush podcast, a podcast by decorators for decorators with me, your host, Chris Kerfoot. Uh, I have my husband in the household and he is um, he's asleep at the moment <laughs> and I have them I have the cat and the dog so, so it's just just a, just a wee household well obviously we know each other and I know you work with Gibson does that mm-hmm. I can't imagine working my wife I think I don't think it'd be that it'd irritate me. I think I'd irritate her because I can be a funny bugger. Does that not cause issues working together? Um, when he first came to work for us, um, long story short, um, he stayed at home to look after my son James when he was born, and I went back to work. And so there were about two years where he was just looking after James, and then he went to nursery, and he used to pop in to the jobs and bring masking tape or whatever we needed. And he would be standing there saying, you know, why are we paying such and such to that guy just to sand or just to mask up? And because it's part of the job, you know, you, you can't not pay them, pay them less because it's a more straightforward thing to do. Um, and so he said, well, you know, I could, I could come in and I could come in and do that. I could maybe come in and do that. So he started coming into the job and he loved it. Absolutely loved it. I had been in catering. Um, that was great and um all the rest of it but he he we then decided he would come in and train properly and um having your husband as your apprentice that's very difficult especially <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> especially, especially if you're come. particular <laughs> well um especially since he he is very particular but he, he'd come from a uh oh what the catering background catering and um he'd been in management and of course, he wasn't used to being the junior again. So, the junior to your wife is really hard. So that was that was a hard few years. But <laughs> <laughs> once that was out of the way, um, it's been great actually. And Gibson, all, I mean, people come up to Gibson all the time, and so men kind of do this sideways look and out of the corner of their mouth, sort of, how do you get on working with the wife? 
um, and say exactly what you say. I couldn't work with my wife, and my husband's reply is, I probably couldn't work with your wife either. So, but we just rub along. We just, yeah. you know, uh, we probably talk less. We don't, I don't know. We just rub along. It's just like, any work, work. I, that's a, I suppose if you get along, it's great. You know, it's, it, I couldn't probably think of a better thing to do, but I just think I'm particular. Mm-hmm. And you, you get stuck in that mindset. I heard it somewhere the other day, a term for it where you think nobody can do the job as good as you. And I think it'd be even worse. My, my little lad wants to start working with me. I mean, he's six, so it probably all changed with the time he gets there. And I think we're going to have some right arguments because I'm picky and he's worse than me. And he's going to be coming home and saying, Mom, Dad's crap. He won't do this. He won't do that. <laughs> that's actually that's the flip point when and the other thing is when they become better than you so gibson's cabinetry paintwork is better than mine and it took me yeah. quite a long time to be able to say yeah actually he's better than me at this <laughs> <laughs> but he's found his own niches so yeah. i used to do loads of cab- cabinetry don't do as much now because he's really taken over the cabinetry side of things yeah. and then um uh he does these beautiful stencils. He designs and cuts these beautiful stencils, massive stencils. And he, he has the patience to do stenciling. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody watches me doing marbling or graining and says, oh, my God, how can you have the patience to do that? And I look at paper hangers and go, oh, God, how do you have the patience to do that? Or at Gibson, I mean, stenciling, I love stenciling. It's gorgeous to look at. I love doing the first one and going, yeah, this is going to look amazing. And the second one and the third one, it's like, yeah, this is going to look... By the fourth one, I want to stab my eyes out. Just, you know, just, just walk like off and let so somebody good. else finish it. There's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, it's kind of good because we're good foils for each other. So yeah. what, what I don't do, you know, he does. Or, I, th- right. I think that's the problem if you're working in a partnership or a team. It's knowing your strengths. And I think the hardest bit is admitting what's not your strengths and delegating it to somebody who is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had a, I had a brilliant PA, and the reason we worked well together was because she was the she I'm I'm the I'm a button presser, so um, you know if 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 I don't quite know what to do, I'll I'll just on the computer I'll just click lots of buttons and think, well I'll get it back, I'll just Google it, you know, yeah. and she would never press a button, and I always used to say. The difference between her and me was if really 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 pushed. And I saw a jelly tot on the floor of my car and I was hungry. I would eat it. (laughs) She would be starving, (laughs) starving. And she would never, ever, ever, not under any circumstances, even off her pristine car floor, eat a jelly tot that had fallen down there. So just the total opposite. Um, yeah. And it was good. It was great. And I really miss her. She was she was like a massive thing for our team. And I really, really miss her. I've never got as good a PA since then. Yeah. Yeah. Did she move on to different things then or did she? Greater just... things. Greater things. Yeah. She got a really, really good job. She came to us after she, um, well, she, she was at that point where she had kids uh, all at, at, at big school and <clears throat> she needed something flexible. And she came to us. Um, I, I actually just bounced on her one day because and said, you know, I need somebody to come work for me. Um, do you know anybody? And she went, yes, I'll do it. So yeah. she came 
she came part time and she was absolutely amazing. And then she, when when the kids got a bit a bit older, she was looking for more, and she decided she wanted um, to look for something else and got a really 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 good <laughs> full time job. Yeah. Ah. Which is so, what she needed. So, so so moving on then, um, that's. That's an interesting start, is that? Because there's, there's not many I know that work with their other halves. How did you start in your business? Um, okay, so I I ended up being... I was at art college. Um, well, a university and art college split course. And um, I got thrown off uh, because I was miserable. I hated it. I hated, I hated university. I hated, I hated being at university. It was horrible. I was on the wrong course, I think. Um and I sort of drifted a bit and then just I think out of Thrawn being just being with Thrawn I you know everybody was saying you could go back to university you could go and work with your mum my mum's an interior designer that's my idea of hell by the way is being <laughs> um and then um I just ended up uh I just wanted to be a painter and decorator. I don't know. I don't really know what made me decide. I got the opportunity to go and work with a local firm, really old fashioned firm, really nice firm, lovely, lovely, lovely firm. Um, and they kind of guided me towards the grinning side. And then I went to London and then I couldn't, you know, sort of did, worked with this guy, worked with that guy, trying to fill in the... Um, uh, the apprenticeship sort of program but at the end of the day at that time in the construction industry if you phoned up and you were a woman oh I'm sorry we don't take girls we don't take girls that was yeah. <laughs> and that was that, so I had to start on my own and I mean I was um let's think I'm 53 now I started my business when I was 20 yeah because out of necessity because I couldn't I couldn't get a full-time job so where did you obviously I know you through social media and when there's questions you come back with vast amounts and I'll just think Jesus Christ where do you learn all this stuff you must spend hours researching and reading to, to take all that in somewhere there's a bit of that but there's another bit is that um, I was always I mean before the internet I was always asking questions and also I, because I didn't work with one firm in a way that was good because I would get short-term contracts with a couple of guys here or a guy over here they were all good and everybody you worked with I just used to go right I want to know how to do that and I want to know how to do yeah. that and I think the big thing is to make yourself in that situation indispensable as, as an apprentice or a, or a junior make yourself indispensable so you're at their back they're cutting coving and you think oh I've never done coving I'll just watch what he's doing oh I'll just put the put the adhesive on the back for this one so it's ready for him and then all of a sudden, oh, you're really useful because you've actually you've watched what he's done. You've done it for him. Yeah. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden you're speeding up his job rather yeah. than coming and going, mm, what am I going to do next? So, you, but at the same time, you're learning. Yeah. So, and they don't always, mind showing you then because you're showing you a bit of initiative. Exactly. And also then the good guys wanted you to work with them because you were a useful pair of hands, not a pain in the arse. So, which, you know, apprentices, however good they are, at some point or another, are a bit of a pain in the arse. <laughs> I've just found that out this week, but man in apprentice is, is a couple of years out with his apprentice, but I think it's the youth of today, not saying they're all like it, but some of them, I just think, how do you get through life? Some of the common basic things, you just think, oh, God. You know, five five to eight, it takes me to say he'd be off sick when he's joint job at eight. 
is is isn't the best start. No. <laughs> and then twenty minutes later, text me to ask if he gets sick pay. I <laughs> thought <laughs> uh, so that was like a red rag to a ball. I just thought, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, they... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Were we that much better? I don't. I think. I, I think. Have... I think it's been that long. I, I, I like to think I'm not, but I probably was. <laughs> well, this is it. And the other thing is that their lives are so full of distraction. There's so much going on in their lives that weren't it. Well, ours. There wasn't very much going on in ours. It was pretty boring, really, being yeah. that age. So On social media. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> social media was pint in a pub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah. So maybe so we So, so what's been your lowest point in 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 business? Because obviously, you've all due respect, you've been doing it like me a fair few years. So you you must have had a low point at some point where you think, oh, bugger this. If I want to a better term, I've had enough. Actually, you're going to ask me about my high point next one or so, but yeah. um, but both of those have come very close together. Yeah. So my lowest point, and I mean, there have been times when we've had not had much business and I would have said, or, or we were, you know, really hard up and I wouldn't have said those were the hard, that was the hardest time because I always had that absolute driving passion and I'm what's called a weeble. I, I call myself a weeble. Do you remember weebles on the telly? Yeah, weebles wobble, but we don't fall down. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a weeble. So, you know, I'll bounce back. We've reinvented the, com- the company so many different times. Um, so, you know, this goes out of fashion because obviously we're more fashion yeah. <laughs> related. Um, and so, you know, something will go out of fashion and you think, well, you know, that's that's been the mainstay of what I've been doing. Um, and you have to think, well, what else? What's the next thing that people want? So um, loads of times I've had to do that. Loads of times I've been skint. Loads of times um you know, the car's broken down or the van's broken down at the side of the road and I've not had the money to sort it out or whatever. And that's not been the low point. The lowest point was uh, a couple of years back when I started not to enjoy my doll. Um, And it was, I think the biggest problem was that I was allowing my customers to rule too much of my life so I was trying to start you know we were in the startup phase of Whitson's the other company so I was trying to run that and then I had the decorating business and I needed to do that because I had to had to keep the money rolling in because Whitson didn't make a didn't make a wage so at that point I was like torn between the two everybody wanted a piece of me and I was doing the oh yes I can fit you in and oh yes I can you know I'll do and it's taken me two years and an illness which was stress related to go oh hang on a second nobody died while I was ill and their front room wasn't decorated so you know we have a lesson here and it has the illness um whilst it's an autoimmune illness that I had and um whilst it was quite crap to have it um and I was ill for about five months and I could still work a bit but it was it was pretty horrible um it's taken that to make me really rethink things we actually started to rethink things at the beginning of the year with 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 our yearly business plan and thinking about how we were going to move forward and i had said you know i don't i want to let work less and 
well, the illness forced me to. Because the yeah. other thing that was happening was that I would say, I need to work less because I want to work in Whitson's more. Um, and then somebody, I would set aside a week for Whitson's work and somebody would come along and go, oh, but please, or, oh, you know, it's, I'm going to die. It's disastrous if you don't come and do my 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 fireplace or whatever and um and uh you know what customers are like it's like oh the world's yeah the, the, the hardest point is saying no i think i think that's what a lot that's of people it. struggle to learn that's it that's it so yeah. we we at the beginning of the year we had this plan about how we were going to build over this year this framework <laughs> and system that would that would kind of enable me to do less but for carte blanche to still bring in the same amount of money so um yeah so the high point conversely was about oh, three weeks ago four weeks ago at a massive high where i suddenly realized we doubled despite the illnesses and everything else we doubled our turnover in the in the month and the profit margin was something like 18 percent higher yeah um and I was invoicing, I'd invoiced for, by the fifth, I'd invoiced for more money than I would have previously expected for a whole month. Yeah. And I realised, you know. That's impressive. Yeah. Do you think that's because of the illness, you sort of sat back, I I read a book the other week, well, I had to listen to it, the pumpkin plan, where they say 80% of your work comes from 20% of your custom. And they said, ditch anybody that's, for want of a better term, cancerous that causes problems and just aim at your top clients. You go through on your, your list of maybe that you like to work with that pay on time, that don't give you any grief. It sounds similar through your illnesses. That's what you've done. Uh, you've learned to say no to the idiots <laughs> and you're picking the best work that's more productive and profit wise. No, I think I think it's not. There's a bit of that. But yeah. I'm, I'm very, very cautious of doing that because um, I think you always need to be generating new customers. So if you yeah. always say um, uh, they've got to be the ones that pay on time, well, you don't know whether this new guy's going to pay on time. And yeah. you've got to keep on bringing in new business. I, I usually do a visual business plan. So I have my, my business plan for this year was a garden. And I decided, you know, roughly what the split was that I was looking for that would keep me happy <coughs> or us happy as a whole yeah. company. And um, <coughs> so I've got a monkey puzzle tree, which is big contract, you know, one, one of those. And then um, a few fir trees and then some uh, shrubs and some, some wee bushes and maybe a little hedge, like a little, you know, and the, these are like a hedge is like a an ongoing job that, you know you've got in the background that you keep going back to so it's yeah. nice it's in the line and then i've got my perennial shrubs now they are what are the sort of the, the framework of the lower part of the garden if you think about it in the garden terms and those are those customers that are really good the ones you're talking about there the, the perennial shrubs are they come back every year and they look really pretty and they don't take a lot of work to be to be happy plants okay yeah. then you've got a few new plants that are putting down roots and then last year I, I i drew in the weeds i drew in the weeds and um my husband said to me why have you got weeds in there i said well you know every I, a weed would be a customer who takes more time and energy than it's worth actually 
trying to look after or or cope with. You know, every everybody has somebody who you've priced the job as a wee job. It's I don't know a front door, um, yeah. but they want you know they want your, you they want to suck the marrow from your bones just for that wee job. Yeah. And every time you go there, what are you doing today? And Oh, then I noticed this wee tiny bit over here. Is that going to get? Yes, that's going to get sorted. And this bit's a wee bit rough. Yes, we're not finished yet. And you know, at every stage they take more yeah. time than it's worth. So, Epson had said to me, you know, well, why have you got the weeds? And I said, everybody has weeds. Yeah. And he he was like, oh, we could do without the weeds. And this year, I decided weed killer. Yeah. That's it. I'm not that's, having weed. Yeah. Similar similar sort of thing. Weed weed out the ones that are. I mean, I'm not saying don't get new customers. It's it's just you want to be aiming at your customers like your 20%. You you take them on board, you do a job for them, and you look at it and think, yeah, we we did one recently. Uh, three weeks would be waiting for her to get in contact with us. We looked at it, miscoated it out. Three weeks would be waiting for her to get a joiner to put three doors on. Mm-hmm. And we think, and I, I, I turn around to the young lad and says, uh, if this customer comes back and wants more work doing, I'm too busy. You know, mm-hmm. I just say, I, I can't be messing, waiting for a phone call. So we're ready. Can you come tomorrow? You know, no. I, I don't want them. I want to no. know what I'm doing when I'm doing it. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's very vital for us because we do a lot of traveling. And um, so we. Um, the other thing is that we've we've put policies, policies in place in the past and, and systems and we haven't held to them. So a bit like you, you, you yeah. you've got that customer and you're kind of thinking, you know, I'll, I'll go, if she comes back to me now, I'll be able to cope with her. Yeah. Um, but we actually put those policies in place this year and firm, absolutely firm. You know, it's building companies. If you don't pay me on time, I will not work for you again. And if you, if I come to me with a decent job and I like the job, I'll do it only on one basis. And that is you pay me 115% upfront. Yeah. And they do it. They do yeah. it. And I never thought they would because they, 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 <laughs> they've just come I mean I did and I was so straight with them I'd no I don't want to work for you uh, you didn't pay me on time last time um and oh, but we really really need you and the job I work for the customer no and I'm you know is there a way yes 115 percent and I thought I, I would that would blow it out of the water and they just went yeah okay I, th- I think in this country that the tradesmen I speak to whether they're our, our trade or other trade there seems to be a lot of them have a stigma about being upfront with customers about the cost, the money I yeah. want paying. And basically, it's, it's a case of, I've done my job, I want paying. You don't yeah. go to Tesco and say, there's your invoice and the seller will post your checkout next week. You yeah. know, and it's, there's a stigma about it. And I just think, if you're going and honest upfront and say, I want a deposit, when you're finished, there's your invoice, how are you paying, you know, bank or, well, we don't take checks anymore, we haven't done for a couple of years, uh, you know, bank or cash. You know, just be upfront, and I find most customers aren't that bothered. I think it's us that are thinking there's a stigma attached to it. You know, and you, I've, my sister-in-law's the same. She's a veterinary nurse, and she says she hands them the the bill, and she says she, she's cringing inside when she hands them the bill because you know it's expensive. You know, mm-hmm. it's just this country as a whole we have a problem with money and talking about it yeah. sometimes. Well, I think it, I had a new customer call me yesterday, um, and. What I've taken to doing is actually saying, you know, you send me what you're looking for in terms of the finish they're looking for. Um, Send me a few pictures and dimensions of your room and you will get back a rough idea of costing. 
Yeah. Um, now it can go up or it can go down as we work through things. But initially, I just want you to know what your, I think the budget needs to be before we start. Because if you're if you're hissing in breath at that point, um, chances are we're not a match, and you're going to yeah. need to look for somebody else. So, and I start it all out with that. You know, that's 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 brilliant. Somebody says to me the other day. When people ring, why don't you ask them what the budget is? And it was somebody that wasn't, they wasn't used to our culture because they're not from this country. I said, you can't do that in this country. People will be offended. And they were like, why? I says, well, if I, I, a customer rung me, I says, what's your budget? And she says, a thousand pound. They'd be frightened to death. I'm going to go back at 999 pound, 99 pence. Yeah. And I, I spoke to my brother-in-law about it. who was a joiner. And he says to me, when he looks at a job, he weeds them out. And he says, he says, ask them what the budget were. And he says, if they stumble because they don't want to sell, you know, they don't want to tell you for fear of that. He says, I basically say to him, look, this is going to cost you best part of two grand. Mm-hmm. And he says, and then you can tell the time wasters. And mm-hmm. they say, well, that's what more than what plan. He says, well, if you want to spend that, let me know. If not, we're just wasting both us time. And, you know, you, I'd suggest you ring somebody else. Yeah. And he, he says it does because it, it says it. It says, oh, I've been to look at this job at Rover an hour's driveway. I says, I bloody hope you get it. And it says this is what it does before. So mm. it's, it's something I'm starting looking at doing now a bit more. It's, it's, yes, it's that weeding. Yeah. Yeah, weeding out uh, that, that screening of your customer. And, um, yeah, so we found either a little video on on WhatsApp yeah. of, of a space. So it's a, if it's a whole stairs and landing, get them to go through. <laughs> Um, and send you a little WhatsApp video of of their space or do a live one, and then if they do it slowly, you get an up. You can get them to you know go up and down. You can get an, a rough idea of the space that you're working with, and you can start them with. I would say a middle of the road price of say, well, it's a roundabout here. Yeah. And if at that point they kind of fall off their chair, then you know you're you're, you're wasting your time. Yeah, wasting your time. <laughs> Oh, they, and, and that's good for them as well because they're not wasting your they, they're not wasting their time either because by the time you've gone over you've spent time in their house you've wandered around you've done the paperwork you know that's cost you a lot of money and yeah. it's also into you know it's it's kind of invaded into their space as well and they're then you know all that time discussing stuff the other thing is that you end up giving away an awful lot because we write a lot out in our in our quotes about what the process is going to be yeah and i have found that i've watched a lot of guys go in to do a quote give a superb spec and the customer then goes ah that looks exactly how i want it done i'll just give that to the next guy yeah and, get it and ask him yeah and that i've, I've, I've had similar where i've, I've done <laughs> an outside job and i get the uh, scaffold price independent didn't get the job drove past three or four weeks later and another company's doing it with the scaffold company i recommended yes yeah <laughs> so i learned my lesson with that one pretty sharp just put the scaffolding price in mind <laughs> yeah yes i don't break anything down i don't break any, i don't tell anybody at the cost i don't give anybody material costs or anything <clears throat> and i'm yeah we're i think because we're specialists we can say you can't buy any of the materials and it's, it's the end. That's the rule. End of. So I've just felt something around my legs. It's a blooming dog's just wandered in. <laughs> yes, I've had Outside my office, I thought, what the blooming hell's that? And dog's just headbutted <laughs> my leg. Frightened yeah. life out of it. <laughs> no, this morning so, I have to say I was regretting not, because I did think 
I'll go into the studio and I'll do it from the studio. And then I th- I'm going in the opposite direction first thing this morning. I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go all the way in. I'm sure I can do it from home. But then forgetting about cats and dogs and all well, the rest I'm, of it. I'm in my office, but if, if you notice, my background's blurred out cause at the moment. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had time to do anything. It, I've had the paint for it for two years. It is a bit of a tip. It, it, it needs redoing. It's pretty bad, so I'll just blur the background out at the moment. You are, you are in my, my newly decorated kitchen, which hasn't had paint on it for, I don't know, seven years. So I've just finished painting my own house. It's very exciting. Oh, but this is this is about 11 years since this was last done. It's oh. like, <laughs> like I said, I've had the paint for two years. I've just never got around to it. It's it's like, where do you move your office yeah. to while you're doing it? It, it? To be In reality, it's probably about a three or four day job and that's it. Oh, my, my kitchen was maximum three days of, you know, very fiddly, very tiny space with a lot in it. Um, and it would have maybe been three days, including the floor. I, st- I mean, it's taken me weeks, weeks yeah. to get sorted. And I still haven't done the floor yet. So ongoing <laughs> okay. projects. So go, going back to your. Uh, you, the bit you mentioned three weeks ago is that when you realized you'd made it I'd, I'd imagine a company like yours you'd probably made it a while ago but we all have us ups and downs as we go um it's not so much that it was so we've made the same amount of money as we've done before as, as we did three weeks ago okay we've done that before um what was different was the, the profit was bigger so yeah Earlier this year, I decided I was going to put my prices up on on certain finishes. I was going to put them up thirty yeah. percent. Some of our very specialist stuff, we were way too cheap. It was like, no, hang on, this is I should be getting at least fifty percent of these jobs turned away. At least, yeah. I should be getting people going, my God, that's expensive. So, you know, I'm working for the right people at the moment because you know a downstairs toilet four grand. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, that that's, that's, <laughs> and they, they don't flinch because, you know, what of what we're showing them. So that's a gilded bathroom on through, uh, about two walls plus up fiddly bits, roundabout mirrors and things. And a, an, an exclusive finish on their, on their other two walls, which is really labor intensive. And I mean, and and the prep as well. But it, there's not many people would come up with what we've done. It is really beautiful. It's going to be stunning. It's going well, to be stunning. To be fair, to be fair, it is a, a specialist niche, isn't it? That there's yeah. there's not many at it. I think I'd probably be lucky if I could pick one in ten decorators that actually do what you do. But yeah, well, there's a, and there's a lot of guys that can do a bit of what we do. A lot, a lot of what we do is actually quite straightforward. It's like wallpapering. You know, it's. Is, loads of people can do wallpapering. Why can't I wallpaper? Well, because I don't do it all the time because I'm not practicing at it. But I can do a bit of wallpapering. There's a, and there's a lot of the finishes that we do that aren't that hard, but people just need more guidance or yeah. I don't know um, a bit of practicing. There's a lot of things that are out the bucket products now that you know we're we're teaching people. And there, so there is a lot that you can do, but the really specialist stuff that we're doing that is hand mixed every color is mixed but you know and it's an exclusive finish and it's beautiful and everything else those are the ones i'm charging for a lot, a lot more a yeah. lot more but but in respect you can't put a price on knowledge and experience can you that's also what you're paying for it's not just putting it on it's Absolutely. Like what, to, what to put and where to put it yeah so yeah. so the so the painters had already been in that room and apparently it was finished and it had to be <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we, you know, we we had to go in and start it all over again. You know, yeah. that that's uh, because the it, and it's not just the knowledge of the specialist finishes; it's the knowledge right the way through the system, yeah. knowing exactly what you need to do. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, it's and it is, it, and that was the other thing was that I was sort of selling, yeah, I was selling myself too cheaply. Yeah. And that's and that's what that's that that's been the difference is shoved the price up, <clears throat> decided to say no to certain things, um, and and also that was done that turnover was done with just me and Gibson and I was off site a lot of the time that that went on. So in the past the turnover that we got a few weeks ago had would have had a subby or two involved. Um, or or somebody else, you know, maybe one of the interns or something like that. This was just me and Gibson, and I wasn't on site for you know, the full time to get that money. So yeah. that was that was cool. That was really really cool. Every job was priced well. Every job had a, a great profit margin in it, not just a wage, because I think a lot of decorators are looking at just their wage, not the profit margin as well. Yeah. And this had a great profit margin in it, so there was money to go back into the business. And I think I've done that myself. I've spent a lot of time going, well, but we earned off that. But that's not the point yeah. for us, because we have premises, because we've got a lot going on. It, there has to be a, a reasonable profit margin in it. And I think yeah. that's what I was probably missing in the past was, yeah, I'm getting a decent wage off that. That's yeah. OK. I'm living. Yeah, I've, I'm living. You know, I've got a business. I'm living. Uh -huh. you know, but you do, you do you do need a profit and set some away. I mean, I've I've recently managed to do that and sort it out and get my systems in place. But it's yeah. you know it's not just a job. You're everything as well as your trade now. Oh, absolutely. And I think we've always thought of ourselves as a business, but we don't haven't. We maybe just haven't been as formalised as we. You know, it's it's back to those systems. And and somebody yeah. told me a very very wonderful guy told me a long time ago. He came to us as a mentor and he said you should have systems and I was, I dismissed it because I'm stubborn and stupid <laughs> um, but I have to try it for myself you know I have to try everything for myself and it's taken me about I don't know about 10 years to heed his advice and those blooming systems are the making of it the, absolute making they, of it. they work and I must admit I'm, I'm big into my systems I fell into mine and worked my way through it when I listen to podcasts I think yeah that's what I do but I've sort of found my own way through closing the loopholes, trial and error. And a lot of my friends that are in trade, they laugh at me and say, are oh, you and your bloody systems? Yeah. But I tell you what, if they got into them, they'd realise that's when you can work smart and not hard. Oh, you know, that's based, it. That's I think it. people think, oh, we're getting, too, we're getting too American with everything, with the systems and this, that or other. We're not. It's, it's, it's decorators getting smart. We're not just knuckle scrapers that didn't pay attention at school anymore. It, but it's... it's um it's business it's not yeah. it's nothing to do with painting and decorating this is business you want well it, it if you if you just want to be a self-employed person that's one thing if you want to have a small business that's another thing if you want to run a business if you want to have a, an actual business that's a different approach and it all depends like some people don't want to ever be self-employed yeah ever they just they, they don't cope well with it yeah um so, you know, and then the next guy maybe is reluctantly self-employed and that's how they see themselves, not as somebody who's running a business. And I think, but I think when you go and decide you're running a business, I think you have to approach it in a different way. 
Yeah. Um, and I and as I say, I think the systems was something I thought didn't work for my industry, but actually I was wrong and a bit stupid not to have done it earlier because yeah. <laughs> it really does mean smarter. You know, you save so much time. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. And also, think... once you once you've made those decisions, that's it. The client doesn't get to push you around because you're so strong in your head. This is how we do it. That's it. I, I think it's the systems that it's, it's like you think, oh, that's going to take me a weekend to do a process for that. Mm. So it's not worth it. But once you've done that one weekend of that, I had a weekend of getting all my paperwork in order, my templates done. Yeah, it was a weekend, 16 hours as I looked at it. But the time it saved me over the last four or five years having that system now, mm-hmm. it's, paid, it's paid itself back tenfold easy. Yeah. So I can come in, my quotes are pretty generic on the template. They just tweaked here and there, delete the stuff I don't need for an external quote, and then work the price out on my iPad, put your figures in, off you go. You know, and it's produced yeah. and posted next day. Yeah. Straight back to a customer. Never happens. I never get a quote out next day. No, never in a million years. The only ones I occasionally do is my cabinetry. Anything that's on. Most of the stuff that we have now is on spreadsheet for with a square meterage price or with a unit price like a cabinetry. And that's, yeah. that's brilliant. But everyone of yours, I'd imagine, is bespoke. Mine's Mrs. Jones' front room. I did one last week. Ah. Uh, Slightly different to this week. It's got a featured wall, but the one this week is near enough identical. I know how many days, how much paint. So I, I can just flip the quote pretty quick. Whereas yours, everyone would be bestow- bespoke for the different finishes. Yeah, and, and quite often I have no idea. So I might have an idea of how I'm going to achieve such and such a finish. Yeah. But I have to be. This is where I, um, I think I missed out before, and I was underpricing. Was I've got well that stage should be quite quick. But actually, every single job uh, uh, for the specialist finishes is, well, I've never done it before, yeah. almost. There's a few, there's a yeah. few things. But if somebody comes to me and says, I want, a, you know, I love that raised stencil, but I want it with that metallic finish over the top. But then I want that muted down, you know, that you're, you're creating something brand new. Or they've yeah. seen they've seen a finish it's, it's, somewhere. It's, it's, it's bespoke for each job, whereas mine are going, again, systems, it's that on ceiling. That walls, that would work. You know, you're going to be a day there, day there, day there. You can, you know, the room's going to be flipped and you're back out in three days. Three days labour, you know, whatever you're charging your labour plus materials, there's your price. You know, it's it's pretty quick turnaround. But I used to think that was my mistake. I used to think that what I did couldn't be put into a spreadsheet or put into. And I, actually, now I've done it. Like like all the other templates we're talking about, now I've done it. Yeah. It works. And yeah. before I used to look at it and go, oh, that's very expensive. Well, yeah. who am I to decide what's yeah. expensive? That's my well, budget. It, it was put in perspective for me about about six years ago when Donna was pregnant with a little lad, looked at a job, big farmhouse, all the windows outside, and I go home. And I, th- I think it's what you relate as expensive, because obviously my wage is different to other people's. Yeah. The, the bread horses, I'm not saying I charge more because they had money, but I worked this outside out, and it was huge. Six and a half grand. And I, I, I said to Donna, God, that, that seems a lot of money for an outside. And Donna's, she's she, she an academic, she'll admit herself, but she, she, you know, she knows what's what, she's streetwise, and she knows her cars. And she says, they've got 200 grand worth of cars on drive. Mm-hmm. She says, it's probably not, you know, it's probably not a lot of money to them. I put the price in, they bit my hand off. Yeah. You know, and I thought, well, obviously, I'm I'm thinking it's a lot of money because I, I've got a less of a, not a less of a lifestyle. 
but I'm a small business working from home and they're a big business that breeds horses, the farming, yeah. you know, and it, it, it's putting it all into perspective. Yeah. So yeah. Where, where do you see you, yourself as a carte blanche and Whitson in five, ten years time? Mm -hmm. well, well, <laughs> that's difficult because as you know we've got the other business and actually yeah. um much as i love what i'm doing um and what i do and i am absolutely passionate about it but and i've got the passion back that was that was the big that was the big point about what i was saying before yeah. i've got my passion back yes yeah. um but um I really want to be not working that much in Wits and in Carte Blanche anymore. I want to be working in Whitsons. And I really love doing that as well. I'm absolutely and I just so love having the time to formulate. Um, we're doing colours for, for for one of our products at the moment. Um, and I'm just, yeah, it's it's brilliant. And it is I can do that into my dotage, having not really planned that well for my retirement. I have to have something that I can do off the wall. And at 53, I am finding him. Yeah, I'm finding it's tiring. It is tiring. Yeah, I'm getting I'm a, my husband's 61. Yeah. Um, and so I, I do want to work less. And rather than growing the business, I actually want to shrink it down to some, you know, to doing some really fabulous core projects in a year. Um, and the rest of it being Whitson's. I, I, I think a lot of people are too obsessed with growing a business rather than being happy with what they've got mm. and making a good living, you know, and a profit at it. They're, they're obsessed with, oh, I've got to grow and have this many people. I've, I've been there. Uh, mm. my, my lowest point was I, I looked at it as the old Stretch Armstrong toy where you're being pulled in every direction. Like you said yeah. earlier, you, you're bending backwards to please customers. Personally, I had a breakdown. Uh, and it took that to make me realise that it's not all about growing, it's finding the right balance. Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. I think, I, I mean, I've, I've made no plans for when I retire. I don't think I can afford to retire, and I don't think I want to retire because, as sad as it is, I do enjoy it. I'll probably just drop the amount of days and cherry pick the decent ones. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's basically but, where I'm heading, what I'm trying yeah. to head for. is is, And then, obviously, Whitson's, hopefully, will is self-perpetuating to a certain extent, but we've we've got to a point now where Nick um our Nick's our um co-director who's a paint formulation chemist. Nick and I are saying, well, we can start having fun. We can really yeah. start having fun and we can start making start making the products that we really want to because it's a hugely expensive business to yeah. do. Um but we can now start looking at doing things that you know we really 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 want to do and the fun products so, you, so you've basically got all of the reins and you're in charge now well yeah i, th I think it's just it's it was been very 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 slow growth with the paint business it's it's far more difficult far more complex and far and especially if you don't have your own factory if you have your <laughs> own paint, paint factory producing of paint is fine yeah um but doing something from scratch that is not on a paint factory's um product list already making it from absolutely from scratch is heinously expensive and very difficult nobody wants to do it for you because um it's they don't have time for the small batches that you're going to want so you have to you have to box clever you have to box yeah. really really clever and I think that's what you know. We've done. We've done that. We've built the sort of framework. The new website's gone up now, and we're, we're adding in different products that we've been playing around with and doing different things with. So it's it. Yes, it's beginning to get really exciting, 
and I'm not going to be able to take a proper wage from it for a while but um it's yeah it's yeah I'm really drawn I, I really yeah. want I'm you know I love my painting but I'm I'm now at the stage where I'm saying I'm only going to do that job there that painting job there if it's a profitable B, it's what I love doing or we love doing or it fits into our framework. I'm not going to do it because I'm hungry, not yeah. going to do it because the, the, the diary is empty. Um, I'm going to do it because it's it's the right job for us. And as you say, getting that balance right. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if you could go back however many years, probably you're roughly my age, go back 20, 30 years and give yourself, you know, Christmas Carol style and, and say, you know, to the young Kate, you know, in your sleep and wake up and say, give them some good advice. What would that advice be? Don't be so nice. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a pushover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, do, and I always, I think again, a woman in a male dominated industry, you're kind of trying to fit in on building sites or um, and you come on site, the site's not ready for you, the prep's been done badly or the guys before you haven't done it right. And because very often we go into jobs and the contractor or the client has said, well, we'll get our painter to do the base coat. And it doesn't matter how hard, how many bits and details I put in the spec. Oh my God, it's always wrong. Oh no tell a lie one guy recently walked into the job looked around and said my god it's perfect gordon ray in edinburgh absolutely yeah. cracking deck did a just a perfect job did everything i asked him to do absolutely to the letter but it's really rare it's really really rare so and now i would go in and just go oh look we'll just sort it out ourselves and yeah. i would end up trying to charge more but now I've just I think it's menopause I've just gone no I'm angry <laughs> well, I, I, I blame man on menopause yeah. <laughs> as the older I get the moodier I, well, yeah. I don't think it's moodier I'm getting less less tolerant to stuff absolutely I'm, and, but more uh, so bullshit <laughs> I know, totally well yeah, yeah it sounds like you've got menopause too definitely <laughs> menopause menopause um yeah. but yeah no I've just got bullshit and um yeah and I didn't and I and I also tried to fit in or not tried to fit in but tried to be nice so that you didn't get hassle on sites and things and I think I, looking back I, sh I should have said no more often and I should have also listened to my gut a lot more and um and I should have charged more I should have charged more yeah. I was so stupid for so long and I hear guys all the time saying to me I can only get 120 pound a day in my area um but the the bizarre thing is that at that time i'll be working in their area for double that yeah so what why are they not looking for the customers in that area that actually have the money to spend that's more that the, but they're it's, concentrating on a safe marketplace it's selling yourself that brings myself to the next question it's what's the best advice for selling yourself i think that's what that's probably what's bringing that on that you can charge more because you're obviously selling yourself in a better way. Um, my, I uh, got a really good bit, a bit of advice from my father a long time ago. Um, the three best rules for uh, for really great selling is see people, see people, see people. Yeah. 
And uh, I think too many people are trying to do it from uh, their laptop, from the safety of a laptop and from a distance. And they're selling to an unknown, unknown people. So instead yeah. of saying, these are the people I want to target. Who, who, how do I get to them? Well, the people that I want to target have interior designers. They have bathroom designers. They have kitchen designers. They have um, uh, factors who look after their estates. They have, um, you know, there's always people that are gatekeepers to those projects. So I will make sure that I take time out every year to go and see architects, interior designers, kitchen studios, bathroom studios, uh, factors, surveyors, you know, people that ha are the gatekeepers of really high-end projects because the people I'm targeting are not looking on Instagram. Their interior designer might be, mm. but they aren't. Yeah. They might be they might be looking at their friend's yacht on Instagram, but they're not they're not their time is not they buy they, they buy in somebody to look for the stuff they want. Yeah. So um yeah, so I want those high-end customers. I want to be targeting the gatekeepers of their projects. And you don't do it on on Instagram very well. You don't do it you don't do it on any social media brilliantly. Except for there's one platform that's really good, which is LinkedIn, which gives you a lot of the gatekeepers of these projects also have gatekeepers. So they've got receptionists. So you phone up and say, I'd yeah. like to see such and such. And they you get put off. But LinkedIn is brilliant because the actual person is on LinkedIn. And so you can grab them and say, I'll, I'd I'll look at LinkedIn as Facebook for adults. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's well, Facebook for actual business instead yeah. of. You know, yeah. part, I mean, as I say, I, I there's no most, dramas. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no dramas. No, no, no PM me hod, cryptic messages and all PM me hod and all that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not, so, it's not people, it's not, well, it's people looking for attention in the better way, not the, oh, I've had such a crap day, but they're being cryptic and they're wanting everyone to private message them to find out why. Yes. So, and, so, so what's, what's your favorite product? is in brush or paint that you're currently loving, but just for you, I'll stipulate it can't be Whitson's. <laughs> um, bugger. Because <laughs> it got a real passion for one thing. Um, right. Well, you can mention that, but you you, you need to mention another in, in terms, of, terms of balance. <laughs> um, Benjamin Moore has been brilliant. Um, because yeah it's just been a brilliant a brilliant brand for us um and i'm loving their products there's so many of their products i'm really really liking um there's a new scumble glaze that i'm using water-based one called fusion heinously expensive but it's it's brilliant absolutely brilliant um brushes my paintbrush does these fabulous little um badgers badger brushes yeah. And for the money, they're amazing. We've started stocking them and it's they're just fab, absolutely fab. And they do a, a little mini flogger as well. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. <laughs> you put it beside the big one and you go, oh, who took you away from your mummy? I, I think I think I'd have been in the garage since I finished my apprenticeship in college. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I think like a lot of guys. Um yeah, and, and then some these little Japanese trowels that I got, they're uh, for for plaster finishes. And they are um, 
they're brilliant absolutely brilliant and i'm trying to track some of those down so that we can actually stock them um, when, when, you say, when you say little how little do you mean um the smallest one is about two inches long i've, I've seen some there's some chap on instagram keeps pin pictures on they're like trowels that like keyring size i think what do you use them for yes. Yeah, that's 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 the, the the littlest one of these is is about keyring size. You could put it on your keyring, yeah. but it is a tool. Yeah, it it is a tool, and it's it's beautifully balanced. It just it, you put it on uh, between your fingers and uh, the handle between your fingers, and you just think, God, that's a nice thing. You know, it's a really really nice thing. It feels right. It's got the right balance to it, and you can use it. Um, but yeah, that those are nice. Um, I can't think of anything else. At so the moment, what this this will be an old one, but I'll <laughs> do respect. You'll remember this room one hundred and one style. Mm-hmm. Three three things that you sent at bin of eternity if you could that irritate you and they don't have to be paint related. Um, uh, people that say they can cut in and they don't need masking tape, and then when you get on the job, they haven't cut in. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that kind of attitude. Oh, you know, you can't do this. Or, you know, um, you can't be a painter and decorator unless you've got your sitting gills. You can't be a painter and decorator unless you wear whites. Um, all that kind of crap, I would throw all of that um, wholeheartedly into room 101 bin. Um, what else? Um, there's not a lot. There's not a lot that really irritate, yeah. really massively irritates me. I have to say, I can't think of anything else. I should have prepared, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, where 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 can we find you in your various guises on uh, social media? So I'm um, at Painty Kate and Kate spelled C A I T on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, Carte Blanche Decorative Painters on uh, Facebook. Kate Whitson on LinkedIn, and then uh, there's yes, Whitson's is on all of those platforms as well. But me personally, you'll see um, on on with those handles um, on uh, lots of places. You also you also find I, I write for the Professional Painting and Decorating magazine, so you find me in there. You'll find me demonstrating at the Painting and Decorating show for the second year in a run, running. Um, I've got a couple of, of slots um, doing that. Um, where else? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah I'm, I like a rash. I'm all over the bloody internet. <laughs> I like to call myself sometimes a dog shit painter because I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been, I've, been, I've been on social media a long, long time. So if you if you Google Painty Kate, you will find me because I was on um, forums before. Instagram and all these other things came along. I was on on yeah. on forums for ages, so yeah, people remember me from like a long time back, um, and um, yeah, I've been on I've been on social media for a long long time. Yeah, they've got gone are the days. I mean, there's still the active forums about, but I think Facebook's made it easier because if you're at work and you're second guessing yourself and you just want confirmation, you can go on any one of the groups on there ask a question and normally within an hour you've got a decent response 
Yeah, yeah well, well it depends which group you go on. But yeah, go. <laughs> yeah well, I, you know, hence I said various groups. <laughs> but uh, the, the forum days, you'd do it before you went to work or at night and then come home and go back on and log in and troll through it and hopefully you'd have, you'd have an answer, so you'd have to be pretty organised. Um, but in, in amongst all that lot, do you actually find any time for hobbies? Um, not, not really. I'm not really very good at hobbies. Um. I, I kind of like, laterally I've, I've enjoyed gardening that that's been that's been cool um I used to enjoy it before and I kind of stopped doing it it's, it's weird how you just um I, recently I've also started reading a lot more as well and a lot 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 less internet um yeah. I, I, it's amazing how social media and nowadays actually can become a serious addiction and I think yeah. one of the stress issues I had that made me ill was how much um, I was letting my phone rule my life yeah. and questions from people and answering people, you know, when I didn't need to. So notifications are turned off on social media, on my phone. Yeah, don't I, and I, I tend choose. to take a seat, seat back now and think, well, I know somebody else can answer that, so I don't always jump in and, and answer. I just think, I know somebody else will not answer, so yeah. I don't feel obliged. Not that I felt obliged. Is it more so with the group I ran because I thought, well, it's, it's my baby, my group. I felt mm -hmm. obliged to provide an answer or a link or help. Yeah. But I know it's been out there that long. Somebody else will have had that link so somebody else can share it. You know, it's yeah. you know, yeah. spreading it about. Yeah. So, I... so, so book wise, do you, is there any that you recommend or is it all a purely fiction that you do or is there any non-fiction? Um, I don't read a lot of non-fiction and I'm not good at remembering uh what you know what what's what best but, but so so my, my my favorite book is always kind of like the last one i've read or the one i'm reading just now <coughs> and i'm reading uh a jack creature thriller at the moment lee child written by lee child a wanted man and it's brilliant and it's you know I, i'm r rattling through it at rate knots and it's really really good it's so I, I got into Lee Child. I haven't read for years, about three or four years ago. Somebody says, do you read? I was like, no. And he says, I says, he says what films do you like? I said, oh, I love the Bourne films. He says, give the Jack Reacher books a try. I read about six because I, I, I sort of pick up and put down reading. I can have a spell where I can read a book, one after other, and then I can have days where I pick it up, get to end at page. I've totally forgot. But the Jack Reacher books, they're, they're pretty good, but it sort of, I hadn't read it. It sort of put a disheartener on me when, I mean, Tom Cruise did the films. Oh, I, well, I don't watch telly. I don't watch yeah. TV, so and it's, I don't really watch films, so it's quite good in that um, I don't. I'll probably not ever compare it to the film. Well, I know they say the the film's never as good as the book. It's just trying to pass somebody off of. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a good actor, Tom Cruise. He has his good bits, but trying to pass somebody off that's not as tall as they paint out Jack Reacher to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it don't it don't quite work, you know, you imagine yeah. somebody else playing the part a bit better sort of thing, but... Uh, yeah, would, I think would, the, would recently, the, the, <laughs> the, recently I, I, the one film I watched that I had read the book of um, was Perfume, um, and it was so, it, it was so disappointing because in my head I had the picture yeah. of what it should be. And it just didn't match. But it was a good. It was probably a good film, but it frustrated me to the extent where I was like, "I'm never going to do this again. I won't re watch a film that I've where I've read the book." Yeah. So, lastly, on to the final question. I know you say you don't <laughs> do social media. You're not massively Instagram. But is there anybody at the moment that 
that is a must that you think people should check out and have a look at? I mean, I, I tend to try and um, ring the changes. You know, I've, I've a big, big friends group on Facebook. Um, Instagram, I tend to pick up various different people. I mean, worth looking out for always, always, and always has been Henry van der Viver and his HVR business, which is always, if you're interested in decorative finishing, fabulous, fabulous work. And... Um, and a cracking guy could you know, become friends over the years and he's a really great guy so i you know that one's worth looking out for um and, but there's no there's nothing that kind of springs to mind um i have a terrible memory for names so um yeah i'm rubbish uh but i do i, t I tend to just ring the changes i will scroll through and, and get excited about one thing one day and another thing the next day so i'm sorry i'm a bit crap <laughs> it's fine it's fine well it's it's i'll fit i'll finish up there uh because this is the first for me doing these podcasts we've done an early morning one to fit in with our schedules mm. uh so I'll, I'll wind it up there uh and thank thanks for coming on uh and i'll let you get off and then because <laughs> <laughs> obviously we both need to get ourselves to work and earn that money yes uh, and i'll catch up with you soon yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It'd be good fun. Okay. okay. Thanks, bye. Guys. Thanks, bye. Hello, back again. As you can tell, I'm full of cold, so I sound pretty rough, uh, rougher than normal. Just a quick update. We was running two competitions. I was a bit slow at getting the winners out due to feeling rough and not feeling up to doing much. Apologies on that. We have a grey special edition baseball cap, Bros of the Brush, that if you left a review on iTunes... We will send you out. We have picked one random winner from that, which is KT Mummy, if you'd like to get in touch with the details. And also, we have the wonderful gift set of masking sundries that came from Q1 when we did their podcast. The winner of that is that WhatsApp us is Ryan Gibbs. So both of your winners, if you'd like to contact us with the details, congratulations, we'll get you sent out. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts as we delve into people's lives and stories, whether it be the ups, downs, wins and losers. We've all been there in some shape or form and we aren't alone. I'd really appreciate it if you're enjoying these, if you could show your support by subscribing, sharing and maybe even leaving us a cheeky review on iTunes. Painted podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.